Hey friends, if you wish you weren't hearing an ad right now, then straight after you listen to this episode, head over to watchnebula.com slash not overthinking with a little hyphen thing in between the not and the overthinking. So watchnebula.com slash not dash overthinking. Through Nebula, you'll firstly get access to all of our podcast episodes ad-free. Secondly, you'll see exclusive content from me and a load of other educational-ish creators. And thirdly, it directly supports this podcast. So you'll incentivize me and Tame to record more episodes. My name is Ali, I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor, I'm a data scientist and writer. And you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity, and the human condition. Hello and welcome back to Not Overthinking. This is actually the first episode after we took a break for a week. Tamor, how are you doing? I haven't spoken to you in about two weeks. Yeah, crazy. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I was in Scotland last weekend, which I think was partly why uh, we didn't end up recording a podcast. Uh, yeah, it's been a good week of work. How about you? Good week of work. I've had a good week of work as well. It's another weekend. Uh, we're recording this on a Saturday and I've just spent all day trying to film an online class in how to edit videos where I talk about my entire workflow for video editing from start to finish um, with the intention of putting it on Skillshare that I'm playing around with. But I thought this week we would talk about what this podcast actually means to us and like what we, what value we think other people are going to get out of it because that's actually been a reasonable point of contention amongst the two of us. Oh yeah, yeah, right from the start, I think. Right from the start. So I'll just kind of summarize your position on this podcast. Well, what you <laughs> think the, my position is. What I think your position is uh, for the listeners. And then it would be nice to hear from people to see what they, what they think. So your position is that you want this podcast to be like a sort of highbrow, intellectually stimulating, you know, completely not giving any advice about anything at all and literally just discussing deep issues that you think the world should think more deeply about. Things like, you know, what it means to be friends with someone or, you know, social optionality or this sort of stuff. And you don't really like it when we discuss topics like motivation and productivity because you view those as being too life advicey, too self-helpy. And you also don't really like it when people say that, the, that our podcast is easy to listen to because your, your like ideal view of this podcast is that every single episode challenges the the listener intellectually in terms of and and kind of makes them think about the world a different way is that a fair summary of your position no it's not <laughs> all right so <laughs> i don't like your use of uh the term highbrow to begin with i think that's a mischaracterization of uh of the vibe that i that i'm trying that i try and get across uh, i also don't like your use of words like intellectual because that is also a mischaracterization of the vibe and i think the vibe is really it, the vibe, okay, Venkatesh Rao, my favorite blogger, he has a term that he's, he has a term called domestic cozy. And I think, I think the, the idea of a cozy vibe is, is really what I'm going for. And I don't, I, I think I agree with you in that I think the, you know, ideally the episodes would be hard, hard hitting isn't quite the right word, but you know, the episodes would sort of make people think and introspect, um, and sort of actively engage with the topic. Um, but I don't think words like highbrow and intellectual are what I'm, what I'd like to go for because I don't think think uh, yeah yeah i think you can sort of actually think and engage with something without it having to be highbrow or intellectual and i think th these kinds of things are should should basically be the realm of like anyone to be anyone uh, yeah any, anyone to think about and discuss rather than the intellectual elite or whatever you know whatever other associations there are with words like intellectual and highbrow so i, I don't want to go for that but i do yeah i mean we have we've had some reviews um very nice reviews on the whole um that say oh it's really it's really easy to listen to and one of our sort of cousins in a group chat said that a couple of days ago as well and i think that's kind of what sparked this topic because i was like oh no why is it easy to listen to <laughs> because like yeah i feel like i feel like the most in the, the most sort of interesting and engaging and sort of lasting impact kind of content it requires some thought it requires some like active uh active engagement don't you think 
requires some thought, requires some active engagement. So are you trying to, so it's, so is your ideal, as in, so you want this podcast to have a an, an impact on listeners in some way? Yes, I think we both want that. Okay, so you don't really liken it to, for example, you know, uh, BBC Radio 2's Breakfast Hour with Nick Griffin and, <laughs> I, I, I don't know who any of these presenters are, yeah. probably not Nick, Nick Griffin, he's like a BNP sort of guy. I anyway, th- I thought so he was so on you Family Guy. Was he on Family Guy? Maybe that's what I'm referring to. Um, who, who, who am I thinking of as the BNP guy? No, I think you're right. I was making a joke. I think there's someone, something Griffin on Family Guy. Is it? Oh, wow. Okay. I don't really get to catch that joke. But anyway, um, so you don't want it to be like BBC Radio 2 Breakfast Hour. You want it to be like, you know, something that people leave every single week and think, damn, that's had an impact on me. Yeah. I mean, ideally, that's, I think that's the bar. I think that's the goal. I mean, I, I, almost certainly we don't hit it. I, I like to think there are a few episodes uh, where certainly I gained a lot from like the discussion and I was sort of engaging with it. And I, I, I hope that listeners did as well. But I, I also think there's been, been a few episodes where it's been, yeah, l- less like that. And yeah, more kind of easy to listen to, uh, you know, just listen to a couple of guys chatting. And, you know, people, people do like that. And it's really nice. And, uh, you know, super grateful. It really is a, a honor that people are actually listening to us have a chat every week. But I feel like we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard than just let's have a pleasant chat because people seem to like that. And I think that the higher standard should be that, yes, pleasant chat that that's uh, enjoyable to listen to. But ideally, it would also, you know, make listeners think and actively reflect and, yeah, have some lasting impact on them. That It just seems so obvious okay. that that's, that should be the goal. Okay, so I think that's a very reasonable goal to have. My issue with that particular goal is that, as we've discussed in some of the previous episodes, it creates far too much of a high bar for this, for this podcast. Because, for example, one thing that we both uh, appreciate and that our viewers, our, our listeners rather, appreciate is the consistency with which we upload a podcast episode. But I feel like a problem that we've had in the past is that we've set this bar so high that, oh, it's got to be intellectually stimulating. Sorry, without using the word intellectual. It's got to be <laughs> stimulating, sort of, uh, cognitively stimulating. <laughs> it's got to be stimulating in, in some way or another, <laughs> specifically cognitively stimulating as opposed to stimulating in other ways. It's got to be stimulating. And therefore, we would shy away from just having a chat about topics that we find interesting. So maybe the way to think about this is that, yeah, ideally, we'd occasionally have topics or sometimes have topics that make people really think and that actually have a quote high impact on some people but overall i mean it's a podcast even even like my favorite podcast in the world like the tim ferris show even you know there are only a handful of episodes of that that i would say have actually had an impact on my life the rest of them have been just interesting easy listening listening to tim ferris interview some famous person talking about talking about stuff yeah i mean i, I don't think we're disagreeing here i think like we we agree that the the goal sort of yeah it'd be nice if all, all all of our podcasts are sort of really engaging and have a lasting impact it is, it is a high bar to reach and there's no way we're going to reach it every week but like what what's the disagreement then well what do you think we're disagreeing on? like what's your position you, you sort of stated my position at the beginning what is actually your position okay so my position so th- the way i thought your position was was that it is better to not have a podcast recording in a given week if we don't have a topic that you feel is going to be uh cognitively stimulating enough uh i i don't think that's my position i look i hmm, no i because for example uh, for, uh, for example in in the past we've done several weeks where we've done these in between episodes where our schedules haven't been able to overlap that particular week and so we've just you know i've uploaded the audio from a youtube video or we've you know uploaded the audio from another podcast that you or i have been on or both of us in the case of that bird uh, po- episode party podcast and i feel like you have felt bad about the fact that we've had to do in between episodes and we've had a couple and you sort of have this um selection bias it's a selection bias it's uh, a confirmation bias where we we get maybe two or three emails out of a hundred people saying that oh i actually kind of prefer it when you talk about intellectually stimulating topics and then you think yes see everyone prefers the cognitively stimulating stuff everyone hates ali talking sharing life advice about motivation and productivity see checkmate atheist 
Um, I don't think it's really confirmation bias because like, I completely recognize that plenty of people, I'm sure, I'm sure a bunch of people like the in-between episodes. We did, we definitely did have a few emails saying, oh man, I was kind of gutted when I saw it was an in-between episode or whatever. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure some people do like it. And I'm sure plenty of people also like the kind of life advice stuff that you like to do. However, I think there is a real question about, okay, I, I think there's two questions we should talk about. The first is about I mean, so uh, since last week, you sort of announced on your email newsletter that we are going to be doing the podcast every two weeks from now on. Uh, and so I, th- I think we should like discuss, yeah, why we've made that decision rather. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. on that note, I think I think I think we should go back to once a week rather than every two weeks. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let's talk about that in a sec. And then I think the other thing that's really important to discuss is uh, the extent to which we should just be making content that people like versus making content that we think is meaningful and important and that we want people to like and hopefully they'll also like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to use, use terms like pandering to the audience because I think that's kind of harsh on the audience. And I think it's like, it's great that people actually listen to whatever we have to say. But like, yeah, I guess sort of uh, having our own sort of direction and our own kind of uh, vision for what, they want, what we want this to be versus creating content that will appeal to like the most number of people, for example. So let, um, let, let's talk first about the uh, two weeks versus versus one week. So like last week, I was actually at home and I was like, Ali, let's record a podcast. And you're like, oh no, let's do it. We'll do it. No, let's start doing it once every two weeks or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, all right, fine. Why, why <laughs> did you do that? Yeah. Um, I think it's because last week, last week was a particularly quote, busy week, weekend and week for me, uh, even though I absolutely hate the word busy. Um, I flew to Belfast for this like YouTube conference. I was up all night editing various videos from that. And then I came home and then we had people over, went to, went to a brunch party and then I had to drive back to Cambridge that evening. And so all of this stuff just kind of piled up in my head and I was thinking you know what it's been 24 episodes that's literally six months of doing this every single week without taking a break and you know we could have just released an in-between episode but because we've got we've got like two or three in the bank from various other things that we've done um but at the time I was just thinking you know what it's a six month mark might as well have a break for a week and see how I feel about this whole thing and so I kind of just floated the suggestion oh why don't we do it every other week because for example episode party the podcast does it every other week and that would seem to be a more sustainable way of doing things but then over this last week I've actually been thinking and provided that you know once we get a remote recording setup like what we're doing right now we're not in the same place yeah it's actually very 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 doable to just do this stuff once a week even when you're going to be off traveling around uh, the world or doing whatever it's i i don't know what you just said I, I think you were i think you were just saying it's actually very doable and very good but you you sort of froze just as you said that and like you have been freezing from time to time by the way during this conversation oh okay well clearly this remote setup isn't necessarily <laughs> working it would be interesting to see what the because we're both recording audio locally and so I wonder if, because there are times where this sort of FaceTime feed sort of plays up, but then you speed up and it, I think it mm. retains the time, the timing. So hopefully yeah, yeah, it does the fact like that. that we're recording locally should, should work. But yeah, that's why I said, I actually said that once we get this remote thing going, it's very doable to just do every single week. Yeah. And I think, I think I is like, I should be less annoyed when we do in between episodes. Cause I think the in between episodes are pretty good, uh, personally, well, <laughs> even yeah. though you might not. Cause you're posting like your YouTube videos as podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. They're pretty good. And like, there's this other one where I was, I was interviewed on some other dude's podcast. And I think I, you know, delivered some fire advice. And I was like, damn, this would make for a good podcast episode. So that'll be coming up as an in-between episode at some point when we fail to record one for a particular week. Um, but yeah, no, so I think I'm not sure whether I just like, like announced to the email newsletters, it was happening once every other week. I, 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 I thought the my angle was more like, uh, we're not really sure we might we might do it every other week. Oh, oh okay. I, 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 for this, I did read the newsletter. I just I, I think you, oh you told me that you said it on the newsletter. So there was, I, I, I don't. 
you don't read my email newsletters mate i read all your email newsletters all three that you've released so far in your life <laughs> yeah we'll be back next week with a new episode fingers crossed and might drop down to an every two weeks release schedule but everything's fluid at the moment there we go Tired. um okay so okay yeah fair i'm sorry for mischaracterizing what you said in your email newsletter anyway let's uh th- th- there's a, a review that i want to read because we we, we re- read reviews each week uh, this is the most recent one by prof 786 that was left uh, like three days ago uh, i was tempted to give less stars as they failed to be consistent last week i think he means fewer stars <laughs> <laughs> nice got but, him <laughs> but i gave <laughs> but i gave five stars regardless because under the warm relaxing tone of each episode's conversation there are genuine insights usually constructed right before your eyes so the podcast becomes valuable on, a, on at least three levels for me anyway number one it's a comfortable listen like watching modern family or friends <laughs> okay i have i have, okay i'll, I'll number two I'll address that later <laughs> number two there are valuable insights and number three you get to see how two high functioning individuals brackets my pretentious way of saying awesome people think i love this podcast so please ali and more consistently upload exclamation mark exclamation mark but also thank you you guys do an incredibly valuable thing for what i imagine to be many many people that's nice that's thank so you. nice Seven, that's eight, really really nice i think modern family it's not it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a comfortable listen there's there's a lot of depth there like you you should really rewatch every episode like three times to understand all the jokes um but yeah i think that's a nice review and it's like a nice shove in the direction of doing it weekly the the only point at which i feel kind of bad about the in-between episodes and stuff is if for example one of my friends in real life um i don't know however it comes up but like they find out that we have a podcast or something um and then and you know they're asking okay like what episodes should i listen to and then i scroll through sort of the list on our website of like the 24 episodes uh and i think the i think there's the first bunch of them have like a a high density of ones that i'm really proud of um but then kind of in between in sort of the middle there's just like a bunch where i'm like what what were we talking about that week like what you know what what is this Uh, and then a bunch where it is actually in between episodes um and so yeah i I feel kind of bad then because it's like you're sort of looking back on this body of work and it's it kind of feels like a lot of it is i don't know not not that good (laughs) do you know what i mean Okay, yes, I know exactly what you mean. So it's exactly the same with, with, with YouTube videos in that there are a few, and in that, in that for most YouTube channels, there are there are a handful of hits and then everything else is filler content. Yeah, but I don't, look, I, I fully back the whole like quantity over quality thing when you're starting out or, or the, this kind of thing. But I don't know, man, I just kind of, I just kind of felt bad scrolling through the list um, and seeing that there was a couple of months of worth of podcasts where I didn't think it was good enough for me to sort of recommend that my friend and listen to them okay that's interesting i mean it's it's kind of the same thing with 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 my youtube videos like that's why everyone says that and like anyone's blog and anything like that that's why people say you should have a start here page a page where you've curated the best the most popular the most interesting episodes because it's pretty much a given that it's that not everything you produce is going to be a hit that you will wholeheartedly recommend for example if people are seeing my youtube channel for the first time i will usually point them in the in the direction of the most popular videos i.e how i take notes on my ipad and how i <laughs> ranked first at cambridge university <laughs> with, with my essay memorization technique because I put so much effort into those videos. I wanted those to be viral potential videos and therefore I'm happy to recommend them as a starting point because that is the entry drug, uh, the gateway drug through which most people subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if it's a random, you know, vlog of me building my desk setup, I fully recognize that that is going to be filler content for a lot of people, but that's fine because when people follow a YouTube channel, you've got some some videos that are designed to bring new audience in and that's their sort of key performance indicator. And then you've got other videos that are designed to, you know, please the audience that you already have. And I think a big part of being a YouTuber or being a content creator of any 
sought is getting the right balance between making the sort of sort of content that pleases the community that you've already, you know, by the grace of God, managed to, to develop versus thinking that every single piece needs to be so good that you can recommend it to an entirely new person. Yes. Yeah, I think that that is the core of sort of uh, the, my, my sort of dilemma with this, because I feel like, you know, I think it's amazing that there are some people out there who will happily listen to whatever we have to say every week. I think that's amazing. And that's great. But it feels kind of bad to sort of rest on our laurels and produce something that, yeah, just just produce something that people who are already sort of fans of the podcast will enjoy just because they, you know, are already fans of the podcast. I don't know. It, 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 it just doesn't sit that right with me. It feels like an, in, an injustice somehow. Okay. So, I mean, the main thing, and for me, the the primary, like a, a, a number one priority in this podcast was just making, making it sustainable and not having too high a bar. For example, if I, you know, for my YouTube videos, if I were to every single week try and make a video like, for example, Matt Diavella, who makes practically like a 10 minute documentary every single week, that just wouldn't be sustainable, especially because of the fact that I've got a full time job. And so having that bar means I just wouldn't produce any YouTube videos. So what do you propose would be the solution? Because it's it's not the case that, you know, if we both worked a little bit harder each week, then each week we'd be able to create this valuable episode, because there is actually a finite amount of content that you and I are, you know, versed in enough to be able to discuss in an interesting way. And a big chunk of those came up at the start, because obviously we were just going through the topics that that we had already thought about. But then when it comes to the point where we're like, huh, what should we discuss this week? You know, what would you suggest as like a, a solution to this conundrum of uh, creating value every week? I think, I think, in, I think true in between episodes are an injustice, but I don't think sort of slightly worse than usual normal podcast episodes are an injustice. I think the in between episodes, it's not really, it, it's kind of lying about the consistency thing. It's not, you know, on on weeks, you know, we've had maybe a handful of in between episodes. During those weeks, we were inconsistent. We didn't record a podcast. We didn't do the work that week. So it is, I think, in between episodes fundamentally break the consistency thing. All right. So I think I I feel like we definitely shouldn't do in between episodes because like how hard is it to sit down for like half an hour to 40 minutes every week yeah we can do it remotely or whatever and so i think we were complacent at various points where it was like oh we do have this like backlog of other random content that we could just shove on there i think it was complacency that led to those and i think that's probably what i have most of a problem with and i I don't think we should do those but i think i think it's absolutely fine if you know there are weeks where we sit down um and you know there's there's no like groundbreaking new theory that one of us is proposing or whatever uh and we're just talking about something and hopefully least somewhere interesting maybe it doesn't but again the whole point at least for me and and what i want to do with this is not necessarily that we reach some kind of valuable conclusion every week um but just that we have an interesting discussion that will sort of let listeners think through their own stuff so i i actually don't think the bar for interesting topics is that high because we're not going for like a you know we have to explore this topic to its conclusion we're going for we're going to have a chat in our own kind of way and in our own sort of ways of thinking about this thing and so we, we can actually pretty much do that every week and so yeah I, I think the only issue is when we are truly complacent and don't record a podcast in a, in a given week what do you think okay i th- i actually think that was spot on <laughs> uh- <laughs> Because yeah, you're right. The in-between is thing just Boom. is is a result of inconsistency and then kind of trying to dress it up as, hey, we've been consistent every week for the last six months, which sounds kind of cool, but actually isn't true at all because in-between episodes are kind of cheating. I think, I don't know, there have been some weeks where it hasn't been a matter of complacency. It's been a matter of logistics. And, you know, if I'm working in the hospital on the weekend and stuff, you know, it, it does take some level of forward planning in order to get a proper, quote, proper podcast 
episode each week. And almost every podcaster that I know will have some sort of backlog. It's not the case that, you know, the Saturday before, like the day before they're releasing the podcast, they would be just recording it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think a backlog is absolutely fine. And we should get to the point where we do have a backlog so that on, in during the weeks where it is truly, truly difficult to uh, align the schedules, uh, we can sort of use those. And I think that still counts as con- uh, consistency because we have done the work at that point. But for example, last week, I, I went to Scotland. I took the podcasting gear and we kind of roughly planned that, oh yeah, we can do it while I'm in Scotland and while you're in Cambridge or whatever. Um, and we were just both a bit complacent about it. I never really reached out to you saying, like saying, hey, we're doing the podcast. <laughs> and you never really reached out to me saying the same thing. Maybe we were both just sort of expecting the other one to sort of carry the weight and be like, tame, sit down, do the podcast. Or like, Ali, we're doing a podcast now. But we didn't do it. And that was just pure complacency, I think. Okay, yeah, that, that actually makes perfect sense. And actually, while I was in Belfast for this conference thing, I, I did have several hours where I was sitting in yeah. my hotel room video editing that half an hour could have easily been taken out to do a podcast episode. Yeah, half an, half an hour a week is, I mean, I waste, before we recorded this, I wasted half an hour in the toilet on my phone. And I do that multiple times a day. Half an hour <laughs> in one week is so easy. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah fine uh i see where we're going with this okay so the idea is that from now on we're doing it every week but we're not having kind of fake in between episodes unless we absolutely have to although i do have this podcast recording where i did this other, which we, which i actually think is really good um but we can do that some other time um so our plan is to at some point batch record like two in a row so that we're at least one ahead and then we all we, we at least always have something in the bank and then the idea is that even if we're doing it remotely now that i think facetime plus local recording or local recording of audio is a very good setup especially now that we know that this timing thing is going to work out. So hopefully there's only a 0.5 second delay that I can fix in post. And then this will hopefully sound like a natural conversation. That was kind of my main issue with remote recording. I just always kind of felt that, oh, it's just not as nice. It's not as high quality as like doing it in person. But sometimes, you know, you just can't do it in person. Yeah, I think it's definitely not as high quality. And like, yeah, there is this half a second delay. You are breaking up from time to time. And so I think you can't, you know, we can't really have the quick-witted banter that the audience has uh, become used to over the past few months. Uh, just because of the time thing. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think it. I think it's fine, uh, basically. But I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad we agree on the no in between episodes. And every week, or, or rather, every week, we will publish a 30 to 50 minute sit down discussion that we have about something. I think the issue we've had issues in the past where we are truly like, oh man, like what do we talk about? And I think the that really just comes from. I don't know how you feel about this. I think I just need to sort of make more notes more consistently, uh, consistently about everything. And like when I do have random ideas and I do note them down they often end up becoming podcast topics but for the past couple of weeks to be honest my head has just sort of been buried in the startup stuff uh and i haven't really been doing much thinking outside of the startup and i think that's i think that's bad and so i think this will sort of force us both to engage with you know the wider world yeah the human condition (laughs) yeah yeah, literally engage with the human condition sort of consume interesting content that'll spark off ideas and sort of make sure we're sort of writing these things down and actually thinking about stuff so that when it comes to recording the podcast it's not like oh what did i do this week i literally just did my startup and hung out with my mates a couple of times it's like you know i actually had some thoughts about some things and developed my own thinking regarding something and that's sort of valuable Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think one thing that actually w- that would help with that is to not have this requirement in in our heads that it be a thirty to fifty minute conversation. I think having the bar that you know, as long as we talk about this thing for ten for fifteen minutes, that would that would be very reasonable. Because often I have ideas for things, you know, like Tiago wrote that article recently about servant hedonism. I recently read some books that would make for interesting discussion topics, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought to bring them up as podcast topics because I think oh you know there's not enough there's m- not enough meat mileage in here that yeah there's not enough meat to last thirty to fifty minutes. 
So I think having the bar set at a 15 minute episode is absolutely fine. And if there's more to discuss, then there's more to discuss. And then, you know, if it if there really is absolutely nothing else, then it could be like, so uh, <laughs> lovely day today <laughs> type situation. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty good. And I think like, yeah, I think just the, the remit of uh, what we've said this podcast is about is actually extremely broad and people seem to be fine with that. And so like worst comes to worst, we can just have like a weekly therapy session. You know, like Casey, Casey Neistat has, has a podcast where it's like- Oh, a couple therapy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a couple therapy where it's literally he and his wife just like discussing the sort of problems and conflicts they had with one another that week. And it's so good. It's incredible. And so, yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, we just do like a little- uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. therapy session where you can be, Ali, why do you not use emotional labor or whatever whatever that phrase is? Oh my, mate, on the Scotland trip, we were, <laughs> while I was driving, I had to do all the driving and, and sort of on, lo- on long road trips uh, in Scotland, Lewis, who's one of my friends, was basically reading the good bits from the emotional labor thread pdf on his phone and we were like discussing it it was awesome we should definitely talk oh, about that on a podcast perfect emotional labor that would well, make for a fantastic episode we'll link we'll link to this emotional labor thing in the show notes it's very very good Tamil will do that because you're going to do the show notes for this week all right um yeah so actually um a, f- a few a few months ago I, ra- I randomly mentioned this idea of emotional labor to molly my housemate uh and she was just like f- like really taken aback with it because she was like oh my god there's a word for it <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> um and she, because she was saying something like look ali when i'm in the house i'm i'm the one who always has to remind you to take out the trash to sort sort out the recycling just to make sure that the kitchen counters are clean and i feel like all you do is come home the, and then do your video editing uh <laughs> i was like yeah it's it's all the emotional labor and she was like oh my god yeah that's a word for it it really is emotional labor <laughs> so yeah that's spot on and i i think you're i think you're really bad at it and i think we should talk about that probably next week wow i see how it is um, i'm actually busy next week <laughs> <laughs> no i'll make i'll make the time make the time to talk about emotional intelligence Emo- uh, emotional labor okay and then the other so i think we've put the one week versus two week issue to bed we're going to record a podcast every week and publish a non-in-between insert every single week uh the other thing was like why to what extent should we look excuse me for the term pander to the audience versus stick to our own vision um so i feel like you have a strong you have a strong bias towards pandering i'm just going to say that now uh, i i actually don't think i do um i think i have a 50 50 bias towards pandering versus sticking to my own vision because for example if i was just quote pandering to the audience i would never release youtube videos about how i make videos because you know that is such a small i mean you know, you know they get like twenty thousand views compared to like the four hundred thousand views that a study with me video would make would, would get so if i if i actually cared about pandering to the audience i'd be studying for my exams every single weekend <laughs> so i can make a study with me video out of it <laughs> okay i'm sorry i i i was wrong um, you don't pander and but i i do have a strong bias towards think but you know you, you know like we've had emails in from people who've actively taken the time out to say hey i'd love it if Taymor could talk more about his startup and how he got started with it and you would think oh that's not interesting i was boring i don't i don't want to talk about my startup but actually it's an interesting topic for a lot of people i think once we have like the great thing about having a reasonably sized audience is that the ideas for content are never ending because people send their requests in for stuff like i'm never going to run out of youtube videos to make because all i have to do is post an instagram story saying hey guys what do you want to see next and 300 people are going to reply with video suggestions and then i'm sorted for the next like 10 years of my life Wait, so you're saying, what, what are you saying with regards to pandering versus vision then? So you're saying- What, what, what I'm saying is that in on weeks where we have a, an interesting topic that we want to talk about, like, you know, how do we be friends? How do, how, how do we make friends? Even though no one has specifically asked about it, then we should do that topic. But on weeks where it's a bit of a slow week where we're like, oh, not really sure. It's worth keeping a note on like a shared notion document or something of all of the various requests that we've had in and literally just start from the top and go for it. I think that could be interesting. Yeah, fine. I think that's fine. What was your stance on pan, pandering to the audience? Because it sounded like you were quite anti-pandering yeah i mean i i think it yeah i think in general i am anti-pandering because i think like 
Okay, I think there's like lots of different types of content that people can produce. And I think some of, I, I think I probably have a, a strong bias towards trying to produce content that is novel. And I think I probably go too far in that direction. And so it's, uh, it doesn't make me happy when, when we're essentially, essentially doing like information arbitrage, um, which is, you know, we, you know, the two of us have our own sort of interests and we sort of read stuff around tech and, you know, you do productivity and stuff like that. And, you know, we could produce a lot of content where we just read other people's things, repackage them a bit and, ex and sort of, uh, yeah, yeah, produces content to a different audience who isn't exposed to these ideas already. Uh, this sort of, yeah, information arbitrage kind of thing. And I think like the audience will be happy with that because they're getting information that they didn't know about previously but and they're getting I think, value yeah yeah they're, they're getting value but i think that's not something that is you that is uniquely personal to us and i think there is surely you know there's plenty of people doing information arbitrage out there you know for example i mean you you kind of do um, maybe you'll just screw this you kind of do this where for example the sort of bleeding edge of uh productivity sort of gurus and stuff is people like tiago forte um and you know things like gtd i don't know if you count that as bleeding edge um, but like in your videos, for example, you talk about productivity and that kind of thing quite a lot, but I don't know if you use terms like GTD and I'm sure like you're, you know, you kind of consume the content from like a bunch of other sort of productivity people and sort of repackage it, repackage it to some extent with your own sort of twist and provide that to an audience who doesn't read about productivity stuff as much as you do. And I think that's valuable, but I think that kind of thing is, yeah, just less, less unique and personal to us. I think plenty of people are out there doing that kind of thing. And so it'll be nicer if more of our content is like novel, personal stuff that isn't sort of just information arbitrage. Okay. So there's a few things that come to mind here. Uh, firstly is a quote I came across a couple of weeks ago, and that is that there is no such thing as a unique message. There are only unique messengers. Yes. Which I think definitely applies in this circumstance. I don't think anything we talk about is ever truly novel. Like, you know, we thought, you know, it was like this like amazing thing, the social optionality stuff. Turns out there's been like books written on the idea of social optionality and group dynamics and what makes for interesting conversation and what makes for interesting you know, group, group hangouts. Clearly what we're doing is information arbitrage in one form or another because there is no truly novel content. Uh, that's point number one. Point number two is that uh, I used to think that up, up until recently that actually information arbitrage wasn't just w wasn't valuable. I, I had a, a conversation with a new friend called Thomas Frank who runs probably the biggest productivity channel on YouTube. He's got like a million and a half subscribers, uh, 1.5 million. Uh, we had a had a, a Zoom call the other day and he's got this like online productivity course that he made on Skillshare and it was very surface level. It was like, you know, how to use a calendar, how to use a to-do list, how to quick capture stuff. I mean, like really, really, really basic basic level one productivity stuff. And yet it's had such a such a fantastic reception. People say that that course has changed their lives seeing those videos. And I asked Thomas about this. I said, hey, hey man, look, you, you know, obviously you know all about GTD and all about all these funky productivity tools and you're a massive productivity nerd. Why did you make a course for people that was so surface level? And he said that because to be honest, there are hundreds of thousands of students around the world that don't even know how to manage a calendar. And if you are the sort of person that knows what GTD stands for, you are already doing pretty all right. You don't really need me to tell you about productivity. So in a way, all he's doing is information arbitrage, but he is providing an immense value to his audience in that sense, because in a way, you know, T Tim Ferriss is just doing information arbitrage. Any interview podcast, even Joe Rogan, which is like biggest podcast in the world, is just information arbitrage, asking Elon Musk about his own ideas that have probably been written about in books or in Tim Urban's blog posts. Tim Ferriss' interview is all just standard surface level stuff, interviewing book writers about the stuff they're writing in their books. There's no such thing as not information arbitrage. So I'm not really sure what you mean about this idea of 
us creating novel content that's unique to us. I think everything that we create is just something that's already out there, but we're applying our own unique twist to it. And I think that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I, I don't mean to suggest that any of the stuff we've talked about or sort of come up with is like, you know, I, I don't mean to suggest we are pushing, human pushing humanity forward. So with these ideas, right? Like, I, I truly believe there is no unique idea under the sun. Um, so what's your main beef with our podcast episodes, which are, uh, yeah, you know, as you rightly said, information arbitrage. Like one idea for a podcast for a podcast theme that I want to do is on weeks where we have literally nothing to talk about. I just pick a random book off my bookshelf, like, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Read the summary and we just talk about that. That is pure information arbitrage, but it's applying it to our own lives, it's applying a unique twist to it. I think that would make for, you know, decent podcast episodes. Yeah... Okay, okay, here it is. I don't have a problem with information arbitrage. I agree to a large extent that is like, yeah, that's probably most of any content that's out there. However, I think there is very little con I, th I think there is comparatively less content out there on the kinds of topics that you and I get really excited about, like social interaction, that kind of thing. There is truly not that much content out there about that stuff. And we have like a particular interest and a particular way of thinking about and approaching those kinds of topics. And so I just think it's like more valuable. Okay, I think it's more valuable to be arbitraging rarer, rarer information <laughs> that, that we are like, you know... <laughs> It's like, okay, you know, it's like you can sort of, uh, you can sort of, uh, you know, this whole idea of arbitrage, right? It comes from sort of finance where it basically means, you know, you sort of buy something from one place uh, and sell it at another place for like a different price. So, yeah maybe uh you know someone on on one side of your village is uh produces uh, i don't know some uh, pottery and uh he he isn't in contact with people on the other side of the village um and so what you can do is you can buy his pottery for like a tenner on that side of the village and then you can run to the other side and sell it to people there for like 15 quid and uh you're basically doing this sort of arbitrage where you're connecting the, the sort of the buyer and the seller and that's kind of uh what's going on with the information here where it's like okay i'm gonna read these sort of niche productivity books or whatever uh, for in, in one place and then go and sort of impart that information to people at a different place who don't read those books. And so, yeah, I, I think the... Mo Here we go. Here, here's like... <laughs> I think there's already a fairly efficient market for a lot, lots of topics of information. I think there's a fairly efficient market for productivity stuff. A ton of people are talking about this stuff, and so you know, if people aren't getting their good, if people aren't getting their sort of good value productivity information from us, there are other sources they can get it from. However, I think. There are topics where the market is much less efficient around like social interaction and, and that kind of thing, which we're really interested in. I think we think a lot about it. I've started reading about it. I should probably do more. And so surely it's more valuable to make those, you know, make those markets more efficient than try and like create these markets that are already like existent. Yeah, fair enough. I, I take your point. Although on that note, uh, we both know people who have said that our consistency episode has changed their life. And I don't know a single person who said that an episode that we did about, I don't know, social optionality has changed their life. You, you know about a social interaction kind of thing has changed their life so even though i agree that the market is much more efficient in the realm of productivity than it is in the realm of social skills it's still valuable to our audience and to just people if we share our you know semi-unique experiences of consistency of motivation of productivity stuff so i don't think we should you know pew pew the productivity stuff just because i don't know if i use pew pew in the right context there but if, if we should <laughs> I've, uh, I've never heard of the, i think i think poo poo is what i mean <laughs> we should poo poo the productivity stuff 
just because the market is more efficient in that regard. But yeah, no. I agree. It's nice to do social social skillsy kind of stuff. And I think every week when we sit down, if we were like, oh, what, what should we talk about? If there was a social skills related topic, I'd love to talk about it. But there have been at least half the weeks where we've been like, oh, actually, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's talk about consistency. Let's talk about motivation. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to make any kind of extreme statement here of like, we're never talking about productivity ever again, Ali. I'm just saying that, you know, I think we should have a slight bias towards, um, you know, the topics that we... The, the topics that are more unusual uh, when it comes to the kind of content that's out there and the topics that we are sort of more uniquely positioned to uh, sort of uh, muse about. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that seems very reasonable. I'm I'm on board with that. I'll start making a note of all my... Uh, I actually found uh, I was <laughs> sort of doing a clear out of some of my productivity apps the other day uh, while I was at work because I was really bored at work uh, on the ward round. And I found this note that I made like in 2014, which was from a Charisma on Command live webinar that I attended. And I oh, was like, nice. damn, this is like really good stuff and it was it was so on point i was like i can't, I can't believe i wrote this down like in 2015 or 2014 and stuff so yeah it's all these social skills things that i will sort of flag up as potential conversational topics for the podcast nice uh, i think that's uh, i think that's a side note to end on i think we've made some progress here i think it's it's good that we've actually chatted formally about uh this arrangement which we haven't really i don't know we've never really sat down and formally chatted about the podcast like this before right i don't think we have yeah it's been very sort of occasional informal chats yeah um cool insight of the week oh god insight of the week um let me have a think i had a good one this week and i thought i i think it was like yesterday i thought okay this is a good insight of the week let me look through my um notes archive from stuff that i've ah i i i, I formally came across the concept of a flywheel this week oh okay why don't you explain that so the i i came across it in i i, I don't even know where i found it but uh, this was the phrase from the blog that i read this on it said a flywheel is a mechanical device designed to efficiently store rotational energy well that's how an engineer would describe a flywheel i majored in english to me a flywheel is a wheel that's really hard to get started once it gets going however it's really hard to stop and i've heard this term flywheel so many times you know get the flywheel going and and, and stuff in in the realm of like business and creativity and entrepreneurship and stuff but i never quite understood what it what it meant but now that i have this sort of um bit in my vocabulary where I, it's, it's just the simple word to describe this this idea of something that takes absolutely ages to get going like for example a youtube channel or like a blog but then once it gets going and once it gets some traction then the momentum carries it forward so i think having that like i've actually found myself using that in quite a few conversations these last two weeks um now that i know what the word means and be like oh actually what you're thinking of here is is sort of like a flywheel and i had a friend who came over a few days ago he was thinking of setting up his own personal website and he was like yeah but you know what's the return on this going to be it's going to take so much time and i was like look man it's a flywheel <laughs> it takes to get started <laughs> but once it gets going you've got the momentum that's going to carry it forward and i felt super super smart so that was my insight of the week oh nice yeah i i, I think that's really good i'm a big fan of that i think it's yeah good mental model in general just give me a sec here. I'm going to find mine. Also, I want you to learn how to edit podcasts and get the right software for it because I don't want to have to be doing it every week. How long does it take you? It takes about, I mean, it doesn't take that long. It's like 20 minutes at most because all it involves is putting the audio files into Orphonic, uh, just making sure they line up right, which is a bit, a bit harder to do, and then cutting out silences on Logic. So download Logic and you'll be fine. All right, I'll do that. That's why you should be writing down everything you come across. Quick capture. You would benefit from Thomas Frank's productivity course. <laughs> <laughs> Despite you calling it surface level <laughs> i mean the surface level but clearly you aren't quick capturing your notes <laughs> efficiently enough so you don't really need the bleeding edge of productivity you need the basics oh yeah for sure yeah today i uh here's my sort of insight of the week today i went to the local markets with my mum and grandma and we bought some fruit and we bought some fish 
and there was just like a really nice sense of community and what there were a few people who were handing out like programs for the local sort of independent cinema we have like a, an independent cinema here in st albans called the odyssey so it's not like a chain like the odeon or whatever um and i think that was really nice because like on the face of it the, the odyssey it doesn't show all the films that's like uh, a block sort of big block of blockbuster cinema would show it shows two films a day one in the morning uh, sorry one, one in the afternoon one in the evening but it's just like a nice thing for the community to rally around and like everyone knows it and like the people were there giving out these programs and, it, and I, I actually thought oh cool yeah i wonder what's go- what the odyssey are up to like this week um so yeah it, it was just a nice sense of community and i think if i was sort of i mean i spent a lot of time in sort of central london but if i was living in london I don't think I, w- I would have that. And I think like living in sort of a, a sort of small, small town slash city is really nice in that sense. Yeah. Love a bit of community vibes. Nice. Yeah. I can go, I can get on board with that. I think the Odyssey cinema is a very nice, the crown jewel of the community. <laughs> but it's like how in, in Cambridge, the John Lewis is the crown jewel of the community. So it's not quite the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. I think we should wrap up there. I think this has been a good chat. Uh, thanks a lot for listening and see you next week. Bye. <laughs>